Metaphorically, my dish at noon. Two nefishy food decibel peaks be my ritual. One condition, I'm willing all like the municipal lyrics and ritual. We're puffing food to get your food, and I'm gonna do the opposite of peace and go to war. So, go pop in your balls for the floor show. Every more so, I'm the corporal, rather resourceful. Ripping rappers from they dome piece to their torso. No remorse for imitators. My crew be innovators, paying homage as well as returning favors. Learning flavors from the path pavers. Now, also, Motley be making new hits from past days. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I mean, it's not Super Bowl Sunday, even though that's what I chose for the intro, but when you've been locked inside a house the way I have, with your only human exposure being a seven-year-old child and the occasional delivery person dropping something in front of your house. I figured it is Super Bowl Sunday because it is the NFL draft. Welcome to episode 158 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. The first episode we have anything sports relevant to talk to you about. How are you, Nick? Are you on the line? I am. I am here. I am broadcasting from the swamps of Jersey, literally here. They just opened my pool today, so I am looking at a swamp. Swamps from yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> from the swamp. Like, this, this is the swamp killer. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I guess it's actually called swamp killer because I'm looking at a swamp. Oh. So I got something to do this week. Try to turn this turn this thing into an activity. <laughs> Pray to God the weather follows. And it is the most. Uh, it is the most anticipated NFL draft of all time. Without question, without a doubt, boy, no question. This this had me going all week. I'll tell you what, it's got it's had me going all week. Nick, I bet on this. The only problem is I have about a week's salary riding on it at this point because I have been <laughs> I have been laying wagers, you know, in, in anticipation for this. And then last night I was like, all right, do a few more before I'm done. Then I get up to today. Match that. I'm just like I gotta stop. I gotta stop at this point. <laughs> I'm ready for this thing to get started. So my apps will lock me out. Of <laughs> no, no more for you. Um. All right. Well, we'll let's let's we'll see. Let let's get yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. Uh. Again, episode 158 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Happy to have you on this draft day. One of my favorite days of the entire year, Nick. It's uh, you know I think I've mentioned this before, but there's like a uh, parody Twitter account out there for the cast of Draft Day, the fake athletes there, and for some reason, yes. I do not understand why this is, but for some reason, it has now become exceptionally popular in Germany. So those same accounts, which have been dormant for years because no one saw the movie even when it came out the first time, uh, are now just blown up with Germans commenting all over. Uh, each of their accounts about how the guy had no one show up at his party with tears and laughter, and uh, it's funny. <laughs> so, uh, you know how, like, Germans... Yeah, something very poignant about that. Like somebody tells a joke, and the Germans get it 10 years later? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 something there with it. That was the 2014 fake NFL draft. Yeah, yeah, so a lot's changed. Six years later. <laughs> Six years later. later a German laughs. 
six years later. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, uh, they like the they like. Sorry. All right. So let's get into it on draft day. I got plenty to get to uh, when we get to the sports round. That's draft related. At least we could talk about some draft related stuff. Um, but I'm going to ask you a couple of of uh, general knowledge questions to start. And, and I have, um, you know. Uh, it's an interesting thing with with building general knowledge rounds. Like, what is a general knowledge question versus everything else? And truth is, it could be anything. You know, it could really be anything. But the ones that I like the most are the ones that touch on multiple subjects, right? So it has a component maybe of geography, history, and a component of entertainment. Yeah. So for me, it's either a question like that that requires two sources of knowledge, yep, or anything that's outside of one of our straight categories, right. where it's strictly ge- geography, history entertainment where uh also though i do like this from entertainment and the general knowledge because we only have 10 entertainment questions in a quiz and people like entertainment questions 100 so that's another place to put them and anything arts and literature science those sure. categories and i also so, try to, to we don't have our own categories for that I try to use my, you know, questions about entertainment specific things like a Seinfeld question about the Seinfeld show for the entertainment round, whereas a question about like, you know, who is this performer and what have they done in their career is more applicable to general knowledge entertainment for me. Does that make sense? In other yeah, words, like if it's an the, Oscar the, question the about uh, as bother people and, and I never, you know, I, I don't really know. I, I think we're both either way right on this is. Where do sports film, sports movie questions go? Because technically, it's a sports and entertainment. It should go in general knowledge based on how we measure other categories. Right, that but drives people, people crazy. Yeah, they get mad. Sports, they can only put sports in in uh, a sports movie question in a general knowledge. They get annoyed. I could definitely do it we if it was something relevant. Questions. I could do yeah, it if it was something relevant. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Right. All right, so let me start you off with this uh, light one, and then I have, like, a double. Uh, this is kind of a double, too, if you think about it. But uh, what female singer, big in the 80s, sang the theme to Pee-wee's Playhouse, uncredited? You remember the theme to Pee-wee's Playhouse, don't you? Oh, man. I, you know, I probably watched Pee-wee's Playhouse more anticipated than any show in my childhood. I love that. <laughs> I love Pee-wee. Um, Did you ever have any thought whatsoever on who sang the theme to Pee-wee's Playhouse? Did you say what? Have you ever given a second of thought in your lifetime to no. who sang the theme? Right, so it's not something you no, remember or recognize. Probably since I was, I don't, I don't know when I went off the air, but I was, I'm guessing I was eight or nine, you know, maybe ten when I went off the air, and haven't thought about it for a second since then. Uh, I do remember Cherry. Cherry. I remember the famous line, I don't like t- talking chairs. I, I don't like talking clocks. <laughs> what do you what do you think? What's it, Tiny Tim? What do you think of Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. No, it wasn't Tiny Tim. It was, uh, oh, gosh, who was that a guy? Yeah, I think it was Tiny Tim. I'm pretty sure it's not Tiny Tim. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. Uh uh, is one of um one of Stern's like favorite talk show guys or radio guys. Yeah, I think it was Tiny Tim. He was he was yeah, the guy he was Tim talking was about. Yes. Yeah, he was a guest on a on a talk show. Tiny Tim was a guest on a talk yeah. show, and he said that. He's like, I, I I don't like talking clocks. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be I wrong. Let's see what we got Tiny here. Tim, though, it's, it's just another guy. I can picture the guy, and, and I'm not. I just don't know if I got his name. 
I, I don't like talking to We'll figure it out. Let's see what we got here. Let's see if I can hear it, if we could even hear it. First air date of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Have a guess? Year? Anything? Yeah, I have a guess for sure. So I'm guessing the, the movie was 85. Right? Uh, um, the movie was 85. I'm guessing Pee Wee's air date will be 80, 86 or 87. You got go. it. 86. 86. Okay, I have it. See if this goes anywhere. This is season one's opening, so maybe this was a different uh, intro than the one we're used to. Yeah, this is not what I am used to, whatever this is. This looks like a Tim Burton movie, his first year uh, opening. It's like the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, totally not what I'm looking for at all. So they obviously had different intros, but uh, at some point somebody sang it. The one that we remember is definitely not that, but it uh, it's the one that stuck with the show for the rest of rest of the seasons. Let's see, maybe it's this right, one. So what's the question again? What famous '80s singer sang the intro to Pee Wee's Playhouse? Well, yeah, something just something just made it, something just made a noise. I missed what he said. Go what, ahead. what famous '80s singer sang the intro to Pee Wee's Playhouse? You didn't say if it was a woman or a man. Nope. What is that noise? Here you go. Okay, if you promise to turn that off, I have a guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you promise to turn that off, if you never promise play to again. never ever bring this up again, who sang the intro to Pee Wee's Playhouse, Nick? Who is that? Okay, before I tell you the answer to that, the gentleman's name who I don't like talking chairs is Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales. That's the same thing as Tiny Tim. <laughs> same thing. The Nothing different. <laughs> yes. I the same person. I <laughs> object <laughs> because I do not believe they are different people. I believe Soupy Sales. I, I, don't, and, like I, I, I don't like talking chairs. I don't like <laughs> talking lamps. I'm going to say it was Sidney Lauper. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. If I had not played well, it, there was no chance, right? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it would have been. I did realize it was, it was funny. I wasn't able to narrow it down to a woman. Even hmm. before you asked me the question, I, I had it in my head that it was a woman. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I would have been able to fire away at Cindy Lauper, but certainly, certainly it wasn't Madonna. So I was <laughs> able to eliminate Can you her. imagine Cindy Lauper wanted that to be uncredited? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, you can. There was a brief pause and a thought. And an answer. All right, what do you got for me in general knowledge? I got one more what, gem what, for you. What's Cindy Lauper's most underrated song? Goonies theme. 
You got it. You got it. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's There's no awesome. question. Good enough for you is an awesome song. Good enough for you. It's good enough. That's also one of the best music videos of all time. Have you ever seen that? Phenomenal. It's all like an uh, homage. Oh, I'm sure I saw it. Uh, yeah, it's an homage to the time. Goonies, but she like she like relives adventures and stuff. It's cool. Great. Yeah, that's that's her best song by far. It's not even close. Maybe I drove um, all night is too. That's a great song. Let's go to the Animal Kingdom to test you out this week. In general knowledge, I like it. What is the world's largest land carnivore? The largest land carnivore. Mm, right. So like, giraffe doesn't work because it eat leaves. Don't eat meat. Even though. Yep. It- even though it is exceptionally large. Mm-hmm. Does a hippopotamus eat meat? And would that be considered the largest? Would an elephant eat meat? I have never watched an elephant long enough to understand whether or not it eats meat. But my guess is it doesn't. It'd be impractical. It's not a hunter. <laughs> Imagine how scary it would be if those pachyderms were also meat eaters. Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. <I would. laughs> it's true. I uh, I saw a video. I don't I don't know where it is, but of a guy driving like a tiny little fishing boat through a narrow canal leading to a river, and it was like imagine. Have you ever seen? Uh, when they just like like a guppy pool where it's just teeming with guppies and you just see them everywhere. Yeah. Alright, so imagine yeah. like a swamp that was like that with alligators, where there were thousands of alligators just popping in the water every direction you could look, clearing out of the way as this boat went through it. Almost like who would ever drive a boat through this so they ne- they've never seen it before, so I don't know what the hell's going on. It was the yeah, most frightening thing that, I've like, ever seen. Alligators live like that in big groups. I always like alligators like a lone. No. Yeah, I think of reptiles as being loners and all, no. all reptiles. No. You, you never I... see like a group of, uh, of snakes. You never see a no. group of. No. All I can think about is this is a place where like a country where you don't have to worry about getting rid of a body. You know where to go. <laughs> you just throw that thing in alligator lagoon and you don't have to worry about it. It, it, it'll be nothing very soon, but it was, it was remarkable. Hmm. All right. So, um, one more time with, with, uh, with the question, uh, the world's largest land carnivore, right? Right. Carnivore. Okay. Um, I don't even know if the hippopotamus is a carnivore. I'm going to say hippopotamus cause I feel like it. It's incorrect. What is it? The hippopotamus, although dangerous, doesn't they are deadly only like when protecting and feeling threatened, they don't. They don't eat meat. They don't like sit there. And, yeah, they don't sit there and just. So like, is it like jump. the lion, or the no, bear? The bear. bear, bear, bears the are bigger. Bear. The bear. Yep. Bears are the bigger than lions. Bears, the largest bear. So. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, got. Bears good for that, but if you wanted to be specific, you could go with the polar bear, which is the largest bear. I got there eventually. I once I actually put thought into it because I was not thinking that I was thinking giant safari. Uh, yeah, you know, and the rhinos, re- hippos. right, and the reason why is because the question I'm about to ask you. <laughs> so this is naturally why I was thinking uh, safari as opposed to uh, polar. Um, Nick, once the subject of a Harrison Ford movie 
what artifact is rumored to be in the Church of St. Mary of Zion in Aksum, Ethiopia? Now, do you know about this? Mm. Well, no. I mean, I, I don't – I easily can narrow it down to two things. Of course. It's just a matter of which, which one. Which guess? Yeah. Well, what's amazing to me, what's really amazing to me, is the story of this church and the fact that two movies, two movies in Indiana Jones were inspired by things from this church. So that'll make it even more confusing for you. Um, all right, well, I, I can narrow it down to the Ark of the Covenant and Holy Grail. It is one of those two, Nick. Right. So they're not hiding the Temple of Doom in the Church of Mount zion or what or the crystal skull i don't even know i don't even know what the crystal skull right okay now i i spent a little bit of time back in uh gosh what was it the early 2000s after i read the da vinci code i got real interested in grail lore and read a bunch of books about the knights templar yeah and all sorts of, it's interesting uh, stuff you know, i got real i got real we got real into that stuff That's for where a while. friday the 13th uh, comes from one I did not get into, though, I did not get into stuff on the Ark of the Covenant. Now, this St. Mary's, you're saying St. Mary's in Ethiopia yep. is the church? Yep. It doesn't jump, jump, jump out at me. So it leads me to lean a little bit towards the Ark of the Covenant. But I don't know. Um I'm going to say I'm going to say the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is correct. Yes. I feel like if it was the Grail I would have known it. It's more. amazing. That, well, that first of all, uh, a couple things people make mistakes on all the time. The Ark of the Covenant, folks, is not Noah's Ark. They are not the same Ark no. on any level. Oh, it's a box. At all. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Ark of the Covenant was a gold-covered box that housed the 10 commandments while they traveled originally. Yeah, there's something else in there too. Yeah, like God. God's essence was like placed no, I mean, in there, there was or something. something. No, I think there was another artifact. I, I know that it keeps like all the. Like, yeah, all the, there's definitely know, something. Like, the yeah, yeah. yeah there's there another artifact. It, it, it's there it, it, it's it's a very valuable commodity. Oh, is so, it the shroud of something? Is there a shroud? Well, there Not is the a shroud of Turin, of Turin but that's no, totally no, different, different thing. But is there a different? Is it a different shroud? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to give the the wrong answer. But here's what I did learn. There is a um, monk appointed for life to guard the entrance to this place where the Ark is supposedly kept inside the church. And once they assume that role, they don't uh, leave it till they die. Does that sound familiar to anything? Yeah, that's the theme of um, the Holy Grail. You know, the Holy Grail. He gets that uh, at the end. Yeah, so it's, it's funny how, like. Somebody was just doing this research on these these legends, and that's how they started writing these Indiana Jones things. It's like, oh, well, here's a cool thing. Why don't we put that in there? It's like, well, it was the Ark. Yeah, well, you know, people don't know the difference. They think it's Noah's Ark. Well, there you go. It's funny how, yeah, one one thing can inspire uh, the same guy to write two different movies. <laughs> yes, and that same and that same guy could one day create the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with a leaping Shia LaBeouf from tree limb to tree limb. Well, I do think that um, 
perhaps that was before he made all that money from selling uh, Lucasfilm to yes, Disney. Correct. And <laughs> perhaps he wanted a quick cash grab. Woo! Yeah, that is for sure. Oh, they, they are doing. They are doing the. Uh, they are doing the right thing. By making another one. Thank God so you're not ending on end that. On. And you better do it right. This one better be epic. They will. They will. They will. You yeah. know they will. Well, yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. I think they'll do it right. All right. Let's uh, move on to sports. It's a big sports Sounds day. Sounds good. Um, you got something for me since I gave you the last one? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me refer here to the old. Uh, okay. Let's see. All right. This is interesting. Uh, numbers in sports is interesting, right? Anything like, in sports is interesting. There's certain numbers that you just – well, there's certain numbers in sports that just mean something, right? Like when I say the number 714, you know, who do you think of? Uh, I don't know, Nick. Bambino? Hank Aaron? Right. When you think of 56, who do you think of? Mickey Mantle? Jordan hmm. Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor? Hitting streak. Okay, I was thinking of uh, DiMaggio's. 50 yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have said DiMaggio, not Mantle, but I was also thinking Taylor for the number. Right. 61. Maris. Okay. All baseball, though, right? It's funny, like that, and that's one of the things about baseball that was made it so, Yeah. I don't know, historic and yeah, important, those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I got a number for you outside of baseball. I got a number for you in football. Okay. Wildcats. One ninety nine. Tom Brady's pick in the draft. <laughs> you got it. Tom Brady's pick in the draft. Yeah. One ninety nine. It's not something I'll forget. We picked the we picked the quarterback one ninety nine. Or, or, or uh, Jets had a quarterback on their roster, Luke Falk, who was one ninety nine, who started a game last year. He was one ninety nine. All right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, he's one ninety nine. He's one ninety nine. It's a sign. He was cut after two games of the worst performance I've ever seen a quarterback ever put on a field. And then sued the team you know for, Tom like, a medical Brady, grievance. You know what Tom Brady named his production company? He's got a production company now. Tampa Bay? No. no a 199 production. Oh, it's not uh, uh, or Tampa Brady? Because he applied for trademarks <laughs> on both of those. Yeah, it's Tampa Brady, right? Is that what it is? Tampa, Tampa, Brady, Tampa and- Brady and Tampa Bay. He applied for trademarks on both of them, which are both lame. But I did like the video Tom of Bay. him calling Gronk back to service. Did you see that on Twitter? No, oh my I did God. not. Nick, Nick, he, he, this is the new Tom Brady because he's free from Bill Belichick, right? So he could engage in hijinks. He can be a social media guy. He can, you know, do all this stuff that he was not allowed to do you for know, his whole you career. You drives me crazy about this? It, what drives me crazy about this is now everybody's falling for this. And, and it's like, yeah. listen, people, we know who this guy is for 20 years. Okay, he left his pregnant girlfriend to go out with Giselle. He watched every teammate got cut one after the other by Bill. As soon as somebody would get good, tossed off the team. And now he's Mr. Teammate. He's Mr. This fuck. He never, he never went to bad a, for a player to save his life. Not a single guy. To save his life. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to buy into this, that this guy is, the guy is, a piece of garbage anyhow okay. so he who, he he who, he blows into a giant conch horn okay <laughs> and crows scatter from the trees and gronk comes running from the woods it's funny it's 30 it seconds funny. but anything is funny 
Gronk. And he goes, funny. Gronk come late, but goes, Gronk here. Yeah, and Gronk refers to yeah. himself in the third person, which is my favorite. That's yeah. that's what drives me yeah. so crazy. I like him so much and Brady so oh. little. He's, he's absolutely... It's the, very the guy, hard for just, me. You can't not like Gronk. There's just nothing about him that oh. is unlikable. Oh, did I but tell Tom you Brady, in the middle of unboxing, Gronk showed up in the middle of the unboxing? On on the on on messages and started talking to everybody. Yeah, while while yeah. Pornoy was unboxing, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just Gronk. losing their mind. Gronk. Did I also tell you that uh, the other day, comedian Mike Young was just doing a uh, Instagram, sc- uh, you know, stream by himself. And literally, no one was on except me. And then all of a sudden, Sebastian Maniscalco asked to join, and the two of them had a conversation. And I for. 15 minutes before all of his fans uh, got in because he switched accounts because at first he was on Sebastian's wife's account. Uh, it was oh. him talking to Mike Young and me making comments. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Three people <laughs> in the room. So, um, all right. Uh, what do we got? Uh, sports. All right. This You're is on sports. You ask yeah, yeah, yeah. In career player earnings, Nick, who earned more money, Scotty Pippen or Michael Jordan? Not endorsements. Well, you, player earnings alone. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't only answer this if the answer was Scottie Pippen, but that's hard to believe. Isn't it? Don't you find that almost impossible to believe? Especially because I thought that Scottie Pippen was way underpaid when he was with the Bulls, but he must have made a fortune with the Rockets. He must have, you know, it must have been where you know the salaries exploded. And one other factor. Uh, one of those players played longer than the other, and the other didn't retire for three seasons. Right, right. Career player earnings. So, yeah. Right, and plus the longer, the longer into the, the longer you played. P- yeah, you know, P- salaries were just going up at a rate that was. You know, P- Pippen earned a hundred and nine million in playing dollars, and Jordan earned like eighty nine million, and that was before, before anybody. Before Tiger Woods came on the scene, like the career money earner on the PGA Tour was like Tom Kite, and it was like what? But it just happened to be that like Tom Kite came after like Arnie and Jack, where those guys weren't making any money yet. And I like you know. Payne Stewart, rest in peace. I like anybody who's yeah, name Payne is Payne Stewart. Just you wore great it, it, outfits. It was crazy too. Was like, nobody ever really took over that look from Payne. Um, you got like Ricky Fowler went a totally different direction with that like kind of I don't know that flat brim cap, that orange, that uh, Oklahoma State orange. But nobody really had flair uh, like Payne Stewart, you know. When it came to, there's a new guy actually, Bryson DeChambeau. You know this guy? Have you seen him? No, I know what he Rochambeau is. That's a different thing altogether. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I mean he's this. He's going for a little bit of a paint store thing, but it's more of like a you almost want to smack him than actually root for him. Oh, those those are the best. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, all right, let's see. You got anything for me in sports? Yeah, I got something for you. Twenty years ago, what two cities would be playing if it was the Thunder against the Grizzlies? Okay. Twenty years ago, what two cities would be playing if it was the franchises of the so Thunder? The, so the old the... Seattle Vancouver rivalry. Yeah, there you go, Seattle Vancouver. 
great rivalry. Cascadia. That's the Cascadia <laughs> Cup. It's funny, yeah. And Seattle, Portland, City. and Vancouver uh, and, uh, play soccer against Memphis. each other. That's the yeah. Cascadia Cup. Um, right. Yeah, interesting. I got that. You want to move on to geography history? I got three sure. here. Unless you uh, you want to talk any final thoughts on the draft, predictions you want to make on the draft. I did a lot of, like, you know, which guy is going to be – Drafted how many in a particular round? All those those prop bets, which I love. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you my two favorite bet. My two favorite bets um, are over six and a half offensive linemen taken in the first round. Um, I think especially when it comes to a year where it's hard to evaluate guys. I mean, why not just take a stud tackle if when in, when in doubt at the end of the first round. So I think where there's clearly four guys that are without a doubt top ten talents, I think to get three guys in the second half of the draft um, there. So I love that one. And then the other one I love is the SEC under 15 and a half in the first round. I just to have half the draft go to one conference. I know it's the best conference. I know it's the most talent. But, you know, I just the splits all the way across on all of those are very interesting in terms of uh, ACC, Big Ten, very little independent college talent that's going to be drafted in the first round this year. Um, The tackles, there's going to be three taken in the top seven. How about that? Three in the top seven. Oh, oh, right. And and, and, and again, I mean, to get to seven just seems like. uh, No, I think one's going three. I think. Here's my prediction. My prediction is Miami moves up to three from five, and they take a tackle. I'm guessing they're going to take Andrew Thomas or they're going to take the Alabama right tackle. Um, then, uh, and the reason why is because Worfs, I think, is projected as a guard, not a tackle. Now, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft, Worfs, but he's like Brandon Scherf. Actually, ironically, another Iowa right tackle who immediately kicked into guard. And, you know, immediately became an all-pro at guard, but he's a guard. Um, guards are not a commodity like tackles are. So you don't necessarily right. want to draft the top three guy, especially not if you're looking for a pure left tackle, which is Andrew Thomas you is the only no pure left tackle. You don't see going in uh, the top ten either. You know, it's just one of those not premier positions. Right. Uh, the only pure left tackle in the whole draft at that's in that grouping is Thomas. Uh, he's a pure left tackle. You have... Uh, Becton, um, who had a failed drug test at the combine, and he's also 380 pounds, so that scares the heck out of some people. Nice, he's, you know, he's got the jets written all over. No, got the jets let's, written let's all not over do that to me, guy. please. Uh, not yet. Um, you know, and then you have uh, Willis, uh, from Alabama, who's a right tackle, he's a natural right tackle. Now, he's been transitioning to left tackle the entire offseason to try to boost his stock, but you know. I don't know. I, th- I think he's a right tackle. I don't think he's a left tackle. So uh, Andrew Thomas is is the guy. So I think the Dolphins move up from three to five with Detroit because, quite frankly, Detroit has a ton of needs. And drafting a cornerback, even if he is the best cornerback at three, makes no sense when the guy's value is somewhere in the fifteen. Oh yeah, but and that guy's going to be there at five. It makes all the sense in the world for the Lions to trade back to five. But what? Hundred percent. I think they'll trade back again. I think they'll trade to five, and I think they'll trade back again at a five. Because I think there's going to be yeah, six cornerbacks taken in the first round. So, you know, I think people want those tackles. And I think the Lions will keep coming back to keep giving people the tackles. Which, 
Makes no so sense. Saying, Be- you think there's going to be six corners in the first round? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what the, the over-under. Oh, the over-under, I think, is four and a half. Uh, so, is it four and a half like or over- five and a half? I saw four and a half. So maybe it went up to five and a half and they reduced the juice to yeah. the over. Be- so. It's between those. So, I mean, right. it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a top I should, two. I can only count the two, I count the two locks in, in the first round. And then you've got the Alabama corner, the LSU corner, that's four. And, and the Clemson corner, that's five. Yep. Um, oh, the TCU guy, is he your sixth? Put me on the spot for a second. So I'd have to say, uh, well, I, that's why I don't say the names of these guys because it's so hard to remember everybody's name in the draft. So I go by, I go by school and position and rarely like, do you have like a, a situation where Georgia has two tackles that are both, uh, projected in the first round, but one is clearly, you know, the Thomas is clearly the, the, the main, or the, you know, the early pick out of those two. Let's see. I'm just trying to figure out who these who these corners are because if I can get some money down on over four and a half corners, and we know that that's action they call that actionable, Drew. One and a half, you yes. I've just said something actionable. It's hard for me to get action on that prediction you're making of five to three with that um but, but I could have been con- but I could have been confusing corners and receiver numbers in terms of the number of total prospects drafted. So, yeah, the wide receiver numbers over over under five and a half with a lot of juice to the over. Um, I believe, I believe the juice is to the over five and a half, which is tough because obviously there's four first round receivers, but you know, with with a class so deep. Do the guys at the end of the first round, like say the Packers, for instance, whose number one need is a wide receiver, do you take a wide receiver or do you take a tackle? Because uh, there's only going to be, you know, a couple of tackles left where the wide receiver class is so deep. I'd probably rather see them take a linebacker if one of those studs falls or get a tackle and then take wide receiver in the second round. All right, so yeah, Gladly is the guy you're talking about. The guy I yes. was thinking about. Uh, all right, uh, the guy that I was thinking about that would make it um, six is Jalen Johnson from Utah. So you have Utah. A- That's it. Yeah, yep. you have AJ Terrell, Gladly Johnson, and Christian Fulton from LSU, in addition to CJ and and uh, Jeff. So yep. those are those are. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to like that so over four and a half corners. Those are those are six guys that I have rated in the top thirty five total. Now the problem is obviously there's only thirty two picks in the first round. So could a cornerback flow into? Yes, but generally speaking, dude, that is a, a thing that when you get deeper into the first round, it's the same thing with tackles. You're nervous. You're not sure about what everybody is. It's like uh, the corner can play. We can put him somewhere. We we know he can yeah. do something. Yeah, so. that's the spot for the corners, man. Right in that, right in those. As soon as the teens start hitting to the end of the first round, that's where uh, they seem to fly off the board. By the way, I don't like any uh, of those guys. I don't like the cornerback class at all this year. The, the guy that I like the most out of all of these guys is Amik Robertson, who is from Louisiana Tech, who's not even rated in the top ten on a lot of people's lists and it's because he's a slot corner, but he reminds me of, uh, uh, of the honey badger, just an insanely ferocious f- everywhere, crazy ball skills, 
monster tackling, but tiny. He's like, you know, 5'9", 180. Uh, I think the writing is on the wall this year. This is a tackle, wide receiver, linebacker um, group here. So get your tackle, get your wide receiver. It's it's and one of the better tackle classes at the top. There's, there's let's see, there's seven, seven legitimate tackle prospects. That are going to be NFL starters. There are yeah. one, yeah, two, seven three, four, five, that are all six. first round talent. There's six guards. There's six guards or centers that are top or th- are top two picks or you know first or second round picks. Yeah, there's 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 uh there's definitely I, I, the offensive I, I, I should I actually like. say there's the uh, definitely. Some of some Five, of the um, no, I should say some of them are potentially uh, third rounders. There's there's a group of guards that are going to start going in the third round that I like. Hennessy's a center, but I like him. He goes to Temple. Robert Hunt is just he goes to Louisiana University. Dude is an immovable object. Three hundred and fifty pounds of just load. Uh, Damian Lewis, LSU. I don't know how he is rated as far down as he is because if you just watch them, that team just tears people up. Um, Nitain Mutai from Fresno State. He's one of those classic interior guards, you know, Samoans. Um, Cesar Ruiz is an awesome guard from Michigan. He's probably their best prospect. Uh, they have a good yeah, receiver, he's a first too. Round, he's a first-round talent. There. I could see him ended up on uh, yep. the Chiefs. Last pick of the first round. They have a very good receiver too, but he's a little bit raw. Michigan. Um, he's got a good nickname. Jeez, what's his? Uh... Oh, get him. Uh, b- 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 what's what's his nickname? Uh, Anything. People's People's Jones. People's Jones. To, like... uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. DPJ. It's a great nickname. Any, any predictions of uh, teams blowing it here? I mean, we have some old-time bad teams in the top. Uh, you know, third of this draft. Jaguars so. getting Tua. Okay, you think that's a possibility? I think at that, nine, that so he's at all right because so I, I think that's a a terrible idea because I like Minshew, but I don't think they're truly sold on Minshew. I think they'd let him play and let Tua just sit because Tua's injured anyway and probably can't play right away. I um, figured they were going to blow it by taking another, by taking like some kind of a receiver, and then having like. <laughs> You know, two good receivers, but a quarterback that can't get him the ball. The Giants are the kind of team that, could, that could, they're bad at drafting. Third round oh, so here's my other uh, sports question for you. I, I, I Now that it's uh, draft-related, so it's perfect, okay? Who is the only NFL team in the last five seasons not to draft a Pro Bowl player? One team. 31 have drafted a Pro Bowl player in five years. One team has not drafted a single Pro Bowl player in five NFL drafts. Oh, it's so tough because, like, like – See, in baseball, every team gets an all-star, but it seems like it's hard to make the all-star team. In, in, in football, and this guy's on the Pro Bowl team, that it's like, ah, this guy didn't want to go, this guy can't play because he's in the thing. Like, there's pro bowlers, and, you know. You know. I, I think it's all pro, not pro bowl, average. not pro bowl, all pro. Okay, okay, all pro, okay. Yeah, Nobody's voted all pro. So, By the way, I love Michael Pittman Jr., my favorite receiver in the draft. That's the guy that I want the Jets to end up All right, I'll say the Jaguars. The New England Patriots. Oh, wow, that's shocking. 
it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because the, 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 yeah, they had Jalen Ramsey. and uh, the def- I was thinking on the offensive side of the ball. I didn't even – I didn't spend any time on that question. Yeah, the Patriots um, don't – they win without uh, superstars purposely. They don't even draft guys that are going to be all pros. They want that – they want the 12th guy, the 12th best guy at the, every position. What about that um, Gilmore? He's not all pro? No, Stephen Gilmore wasn't drafted by him. They signed him as a free agent. Oh, okay. Uh, from right. Buffalo several okay. seasons ago. Oh, right. Fleece the division. How yep. about it? Absolutely. So there you go. All right, man. So Geography history. history. Woohoo. You got uh, something for me? I do. Uh, what European country's second largest cities are Bergen and Trondenheim? What European country? Yeah, what European country's second largest cities are Bergen and their third largest city is Trondenheim. Trondheim. Hmm. Trondheim. Hmm. Hmm. Right? Van Jefferson. Yeah, like Going to be a stud. I'm just throwing names out there now that I like. Um, Love Van Jefferson. These, these European countries that have one big city. Sean Jefferson's you know, kid. Capital. And then they have nothing else. Isn't that the best? Gosh, I would have thought. I would have thought. If I gave you the capital city, you'd get it in 0.2 seconds. That's what's funny about it. Like, the capital yeah, city gonna, is a I'm trigger. i say the Netherlands. Oh, great guess, but no. Norway. Oh, okay. Norway. Oslo is the capital. <laughs> so I lo- I just wanted to get this fact out there. I didn't know how to put it in a uh, trivia question. But in Norway, if you're single at 25, your family ties you to a street lamp, and the, the town dice, uh, douses you with cinnamon. If you're still single at 30, they repeat the process with pepper. I just wanted to make sure people now, would knew that. Now, you say single, would you just be unmarried? Unmarried. If you are without a girlfriend? Um, unmarried. Single. Unmarried. Unmarried. At 25. Yes. So what, what they should do is they just need to back this whole thing up a, a decade. Because I'm sure in, in, in 19, you know, 60s America... You're probably looking at a symbol like, oh, my gosh, she's 25. Yeah, 35 and 45, you deserve the pepper. (laughs) You know, 35, it's time to start looking. You know, (laughs) at 40 nowadays, if you're single. I don't know. I just want that was not a trivia question. I just needed to talk about that because, like, somewhere, if you ever go visit Norway and you come across a town where a dude is just pinned to a post and everybody in town's got cinnamon, don't be afraid. Participate. It's a tradition. One of my favorite jokes about that the comedian does a routine and he's like, There's jokes about that? Guys, you know, it's like they're 30, still uh, living at home with their mom, and it's like, Oh man, he's 30, still living at home with his mom. Ah, you know, and it's like, and then at 35, it's like, Oh gosh, it's just so sad. He's 35, he's living with his mom. But then at 40, it's like, Yeah, it's nice. He's 40, he takes care of his mom. <laughs> you could outlive it. Yeah. My uh, next door neighbor that I grew up with did that, has pulled that move successfully. Now he's like mid 40s and he takes care of his ailing father by having never left home. Exactly. There's a, there's a switch where it becomes. Right. It's like, I, I, good, I cannot son. make my house that appealing to where my kid will never want to leave. That's the problem. You have to make it like just oh, unappealing. It's fine. I've got one that can't wait to be 18 and get out, and I got one that tells me she's never leaving. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, and the one that says she's never leaving, I'm kind of okay with it because 
you know, I, I don't mind keeping an eye on her. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> uh, all right. You got anything for me uh, that's not cinnamon dousing related? Yeah, I got a, I got, I, I got a couple here that are good. Um, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do this one here. Um, all right. Let's see. Okay. There's five answers to this. You got to get three of them to get 10 points. And if you get all five, I'll give you 20. Okay. Woof. Fair enough. Woof. Yeah. All right. All right. I, again, you know, you'll get the 10. Give me the five U.S. presidents that served in Congress during the 1940s. Got to go on this list. Uh, yep. the, uh, f- the, you know, the first one that comes to mind is Nixon. Yep. All right. God, is Kennedy old enough to have been in Congress in the 40s? It, 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 it's funny how you got Nixon first. Is I, I wouldn't he would not have been my first guy. I thought he was more on the tougher side. All right. I mean Eisenhower was. I think a, we got him. Eisenhower was a general, so I I feel like yes. he was not wasting his time in Congress. Um, yep. So okay, after Eisenhower, uh, God, jeez. Uh, LBJ. Got it. He's old as dirt. Two for two. Cruising along. Did you guess Kennedy or not? No. Okay. Kennedy in the 40s was was like, he was an incredibly young president. So wouldn't he have been like in the 20s? In his 20s? In the 40s? All right. So you got three guesses left. You didn't guess Kennedy. So Nixon, LBJ. Uh, I can't remember who came after Eisenhower, but before Kennedy. Didn't go Kennedy to Eisenhower. There's nobody. Nobody. Oh. N- nobody came. They, oh, they were. So they were after each other. Okay. So there you go. Is there anybody before Eisenhower? I want to say no. No, there definitely would have been. There would have been because he was 55. So who's before Eisenhower after? That's going to take me forever to get through. Um, all right, Ford. You got it. He sounds like he, he, seems, he seems like he's a career politician who would have been there forever. He was president right after Nixon. All right, so you're three for three. You got two guesses left and two guys to go. Reagan was an actor. Bush was not old enough, so that that whole group was all uh, over. Carter, I don't think was Carter a congressman in the forties. Now he was governor of Georgia. Nothing in the forties, so it's got to be those earlier guys. So I'll say Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy, you got it. He was 30 years old in 1947 when he became congressman. Well, there you go. So, and uh, who was the guy that I'm I mean, missing? You are one away. You, you are one away from because I'm out of guys. All five of these guys. Right, because I'm out of guys. Uh, so before Eisenhower, they were, all, they were all sure. Well, everybody running for president now is 78 years old. Unbelievable. Uh, dude, I'm just blanking on the name. Who was president before Eisenhower? 
Exactly. You got it. That's all you got to do. I know, but Who I can't remember. I can't remember. Hoover? No, it's uh, it was a. Uh, help me out. I don't remember. I don't want if you've done so much work to get this close to get the fifth guy and to finish this off, and I know you know it, so I'm not just reluctant to just spit it out because it's like you're just think think of um, I mean think of okay Eisenhower became president after what major event right he was a general right so what what. Fucking what was he a general? It's, 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 no, I know, I know who it is. I can picture the guy in my head, and I'm reasonably sure it's the guy that uh, Chevy Chase made a joke about in Fletch. He pretends to be this president when he goes to Utah, and he gives it his uh, fucking uh, Truman, Truman, Harry Truman. Truman, you got it. Five out of Thank five. You. Nicely done. <laughs> yes, Truman became vice president in 1945. He was a congressman. <sighs> there you have you know, it. I at points I went to Wilson and and real you know like I, I I had guys that I was remembering and dismissing because I knew where they were president, but there was one that I could not remember and that was him. All right, that's an awesome <laughs> question, right? That's an awesome question. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. What famous Nevada landmark sits in the unincorporated towns of Paradise and Winchester, Nevada? Say it again. What famous Nevada landmark sits in the unincorporated towns of Paradise, Nevada, and Winchester, Nevada? Nevada landmark, huh? Hmm. Uh, Paradise, Nevada. World famous. World the sign? Like the Vegas sign? The Welcome to Vegas sign, is that? You know what? I'd have to take that, even though it's only part of the answer. How about the entire Vegas Strip? How about the entire Vegas Strip is not in Las Vegas? It is in the unincorporated town of Paradise, Nevada, and half of it is in Winchester, Nevada, which used to be fully controlled by the Mafia. The Mafia, yeah. That that was easy. I was going to say the Kansas City Mafia, but... Get more specific. <laughs> they they were able they were able to get the laws set where the boundary was the Vegas Strip for Vegas. The Vegas Strip's not in Las Vegas. It's in two unincorporated towns that have their own taxes, their own every. It's crazy what they have been able to pull off and still pull off, and there's been no way for them to change it. Wow, that is crazy. Can you imagine? And it was all because of how they got it set up in the government in the early stages of Nevada. But I guarantee if the mob is running it, it's efficient. I bet you there's no strikes. There's no labor disputes. Hey, hey, we don't have any labor disputes over here, okay? (laughs) That's not how we work with labor disputes. We don't. No, we build and we build build and we build. We don't don't do labor. In our world, Corona don't shut down the government, Okay. Here's how the this works. Get here on you get time. old, you die. <laughs> Vinny Gumbats over there was going to die anyway. He didn't know it yet, but he had a debt. So, yeah, <laughs> Vegas Strip, not in Vegas. How about that? If I'd asked you that as a true or false question, you'd be like, what? 
Oh, I, I, I figure picture you're going to say the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I 100% expect people to put the Bunny Ranch. And I almost asked it like that just so that I could get a bunch of Bunny Ranch answers. And I was like, well, there is multiple Well, there is the Bunny Ranch. They could have two locations. the Bunny Ranch. And then when you said world famous, I think the Vegas sign says something like welcome oh to fabulous yeah Las fabulous Vegas. that's what it says but that's it's still not in las vegas that sign hmm. there's uh, you can go right. read about it where the borders end but the whole strip is either in winchester nevada or paradise nevada Isn't that crazy you want to do another one in geography history or get no. on to entertainment I want to get right. on to the entertainment. Entertainment, here we go. Entertainment. Uh, what 1996 film? Now, I found this fascinating because, you know, with like actors crossover, you have some you know, directing. Clint Eastwood's had a lot of success. Adult when films, regular of, films. What do you think? Oh, not of that type of Academy crossover. Award winning screenwriters. Maybe you think of Matt Damon. Matt Maybe you think of Ben Affleck, you know. No, I don't. But how about this one? What 1996 film? I don't think people are as familiar with this. One, Billy Bob Thornton in Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. Monsters Did you Ball? know? Did you know that Billy Bob Thornton was an Academy Award winning writer? Monsters Ball? No. No, Monsters Ball, he just... Uh, Got to have pretend sex with Halle Berry. That's I know. I've that. seen. <laughs> he did not. It would make sense that he wrote that movie, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, if that's the answer, good for him. <laughs> it is not. It Who is can not I find as the most attractive female of my time and rut her into a depraved <laughs> sex scene? <laughs> it, that is a horrible sex scene, dude. I mean, it's horrible. One thing that I've never wanted. Well, look, she, she. I mean, it's very, it's very deep, and she gets very naked, and there's like, it's very intense. But it's one of those like, I just want to feel something other than pain, please. You know, type. It can't be worse though than the girl uh, from Saved by the Bell in Showgirls when she's having sex in the pool. Yeah, it's bad. That is the worst. That's the worst. (laughs) Worst sex. Yeah. Time. Name that celebrity picture. Like What's her name? Elizabeth. Has... Uh... Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Nobody has. You wonder if she had ever had sex before shooting that. If she thought that that's AC Slater like, never gave her sex. showed her the ropes. No, it was uh, it was the other guy, Paul Gosselin or Mark Paul Gosselin. He was right? banging Jesse. Yeah, it was, uh, that came out. It's amazing that he that wasn't getting Kelly Kapowski. That's shameful. Shameful. Um, all right. Let's yeah. see what we got here. Yeah. Um, so you're going to answer this question or that is that your guess? What was the question? Ball in your oh, oh, Monsters the, Ball was my answer. Yeah, yeah. So 96, I don't know what he would have written. Like, I really don't know his career very well, so no guess beyond that. Okay. Sling Blade. Oh, I would have known that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays like uh, somebody who's uh, like uh, disabled or something like that. Yeah, or is, is like special. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He plays somebody that call would, would call a knife a sling blade. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Is, is it? Does it? Is that moment come out? That a sling blade? Like, is that snake eyes? Is that? Is that? Does that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen Sling Blade in years, but I do remember there. There is. I can picture. His character Oy. talking about a yeah, sling blade. I, generally, the older I get in life, the less I want to see anything like that. 
Like I'm just so not interested in people's. Oh, I like that. Nah, Sleep Blade's good. That's a great. That's a great move. My left foot. Go enjoy. Um. All right. Here we go, Nick. What legendary drummer once flew his band across the Atlantic Ocean without ever having a pilot's license, Nick? Wow. This see the drummers are the maniacs. Well, this is the ultimate story have... of survival, if I've ever heard one. Ultimate story of survival. Hmm. Like, all right. Let, 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 let me let me ask this question: Is this, was this the drummer's band that he was most famous for being in, or was it a drummer who? was famous from another band no. and then 100 like percent a... the guy from the band 100 okay, percent. Right. now the way you say survival makes me think that they were on a plane like the pilot something happened to the pilot and this guy had to take over <laughs> i don't think it was like that it should have been but it wasn't <laughs> oh it wasn't like that it no wasn't like that. more like this huh. guy said i can bloody fucking fly this plane and uh, the band was too inebriated right. to stop him. So he did. All right. I narrowed it down to two because of that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, John Bonham. It is correct. John Bonham. Yes. Led yes. Zeppelin purchased yes. a band plane for $30,000. And on a bet, John Bonham bet he could fly them across the country. Now, listen. The whole band did a lot of drugs in the 70s, but nobody, and I mean nobody in the history of rock and roll, did more drugs than John Bonham. You let him fly well, it was a plane. Either him or Keith Moon. I was down to him and Keith Moon, and I actually, the, the tiebreaker was, there's no way anybody's letting Keith Moon fly an airplane. There's no way anybody's <laughs> letting Keith Moon get into a, you know, right. He he was never sober enough to spell airplane. Right, that's, that's right. That, that was my that was what my tiebreaker was down to. Plus, you know, Roger Daltrey and Peter Townsend, for all of their hijinks, didn't seem like guys no. that necessarily are going to let. Wish or, yeah, but or, but nah, can nah, you imagine nah. the other members of Led Zeppelin allowing John Bonham to fly the plane? And again, my first thought was, oh, this must have been a situation where the guy had a heart attack or. You know, there was nobody else to do it. And like, nah. nah. He was, oh, by the way, blitzed during it. He didn't fly sober. Mm. Like I said, near oh, death. Oh, man, what a story. <laughs> All right, man, I got my last one for you here. Mine too. This is a tough one because there's just a lot of them in the mix. So it's I'm also funny that, like, Led one, Zeppelin but... could have crashed, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, literally. That's Led They could have gone down like a Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Right. Uh, they, uh, they, all right. You, you would think they would be extra cautious about that. You know, like when you're not when to you're be I, not to be ironic with their like, death. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Right. I agree. Uh, okay. According to a CNN poll, what is the most famous car? The most memorable car from television or movies. The single most famous memorable car from television or movies. So, I hope it's the Batmobile. I hope it's the Batmobile. 
would you believe Batmobile number five? And I think this is what kills the Batmobile. There's been too many Batmobiles. Yeah. It's not one. When you think of the Batmobile, it's not just now. The one that I remember that was the coolest was easily Michael Keaton's, the first one that came in the in the you know in the first Batman movie. Right. You're thinking of the 1986. I'm sorry, the 1988. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that thing was awesome. But there was a Batmobile from the TV show with. Adam I, I, I think of uh, I think of um, I think of the Aston Martin from James Bond. But same thing. There were so, so many. many of them. There were so many James Bond. There was this car from you know, so, Bullet so from Steve McQueen's movie. Aston Martin. I think the James Bond Aston Martin is like number eight, and the Batmobile is number five on this list. Herbie the Love Steve Bug. Bullet? Yeah. Did you, did you say? I did. Yeah, the Bullet is number two. Oh, okay. Which I thought, which, which I thought was high. Herbie uh, the Love Bug, the the famous. Herbie be- the Love Bug is in that back end of it too. Like, it is know. on the list. That's insane. I was saying that as a yeah. joke. At this point, you're missing. You're 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 missing the one now. I feel like you. Like I said there's a bunch. Christine. And... No, not on the list. Mm. All right, what do you got? What's number one? The General Lee. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely and, and a miss. I think, I think it's just because it's, it's something that's most appealing to car people too, like people who are car people. They love that. That uh, Dodge. Who doesn't love the General the Dodge Lee? Challenger. Yeah. That is incredible. So. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's a wrap for episode. Uh, oh no, no, I have one more question to go out on. I'm sorry, I only give you one entertainment question. It's an easy one. It's a okay. short one. Not much discussion behind it. Uh, do you know what actor Ving Rhames' real first name is, Nick? Ving Rhames' real first name. That's correct. Well, I will say that I do not. <laughs> no, his real first name, but, but I'm not going to go down without a guess. But is it some play on the word Ving at all? Or yeah. Or is it something complete? Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, that, 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 that's where I was heading. That's where I was heading. He was roommates with a famous actor in uh, acting school in New York, and the actor said, you got to change your name. Go with this. Go with Ving. It sounds awesome. The actor's great. His roommate, if you could picture him back in the day, Stanley Tucci. Oh, wow. All right. I just saw Stanley Tucci film last night. Uh, Ving. Jeez, it's a tough one because there's nothing that really sticks out, right? I I thought the same thing. I was like, jeez, I can't believe I never knew that. Like, I I can't tell if the Ving is at the end or if it's Ving. Vincent? Vincent! That's the best. Excuse me, is your name Lud- Ludwig? Vincent? Ludwig? Ludwig. I got nothing. Irving. Irving. Jeez. Irving Reigns. Irving Magic. Irving Magic. Yeah, Vin- Ving awesome. Johnson would have been awesome. Yeah. Would have been neat. almost as good as Magic. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not that good. <laughs> All right. That's it for the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, folks. Episode 158 in the books. Enjoy the draft, folks. Uh, QuizzoTrivia.com. Get the quiz and play it at home. Host your own Zoom Quizzo game. Hopefully we'll be back soon, folks. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast.